Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. U.S. presidents have a lot to say, but once a year, they really talk turkey. At least that's what President Joe Biden said he was going to do on a fine November day in 2021, when he had his first opportunity to stand in the White House Rose Garden and pardon a turkey for Thanksgiving. As has become the norm, Biden actually pardoned two turkeys in 2021. Uh, Their names were peanut butter and jelly, uh, before they were sent off to Indiana University. The official pardoning of White House turkeys is now a familiar event that the press, well, eats up. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Lena Mann, a historian at the White House Historical Association. She said, This is my absolute favorite White House tradition. It's just very fun, which I think is why it endures. It's a way for the presidents to show off their sillier sides. And it certainly is silly. 
uh, lest you think peanut butter and jelly were flukes, prior turkey pairs have had names like mac and cheese, tater and tot, cobbler and gobbler, and corn and cob. All of this leads us to the question of when and how this compassionate yet odd tradition hatched. It's definitely a departure from the usual duties of a U.S. president. One theory about its origins is that it began when President Abraham Lincoln's son asked that the family's Christmas turkey be spared. But the tradition developed in fits and starts, according to Mann. In the latter half of the 1800s, citizens began sending turkeys to the president at the White House for the holidays. Thanksgiving had become a national holiday in 1863, and by the 1870s, a Rhode Island poultryman by the name of Horace Bowes had begun gifting fully dressed turkeys to the White House, uh, meaning they were cleaned and stuffed and ready to be cooked, not that they were wearing little bow ties. Bowes continued sending the turkeys every year, and newspapers started to report on his efforts, making him a well-known purveyor of poultry. By the time Theodore Roosevelt was president, Vos was still sending fully-dressed turkeys to the White House. Then a newspaper published an article claiming that Roosevelt's children had terrorized the turkey that they received, a claim that was clearly made up because, remember, the turkeys Vos sent were not alive. They were definitely deceased. They had shuffled off their mortal coil. They were ex-turkeys. That does not mean that presidents never received live turkeys or other animals in those early days. In 1926, someone from Mississippi sent the Coolidges a live raccoon for the president's Thanksgiving table. But luckily for the raccoon, the first lady, Grace Coolidge, took a shine to it and kept it as a family pet, naming it Rebecca. Young Rebecca proceeded to live a charmed life, earning press coverage and even attending the 1927 White House Easter egg roll. She retired to a zoo when Herbert Hoover took over in 1929. I should put in here that raccoons should not be kept as pets, uh, beyond the fact that they are wild animals and can carry rabies. Believe me when I tell you that they have a smell and you want no part of it. Anyway, in the years following World War II, food shortages led to an organization called the Citizens Food Committee uh, with support from the White House, requesting that Americans commit to meatless Tuesdays and poultry and egg-free Thursdays. Many Americans were outraged by this idea, especially as the holidays approached. In 1947, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Day of 1948 all fell on Thursdays. Poultry farmers began sending chickens to the White House in protest. The campaign was called Hens for Harry, named for then-President Harry Truman. The Poultry Free Food Conservation Program quickly lost steam. In December of 1947, the Poultry and Egg National Board, in collaboration with the Turkey Federation, presented Truman with a turkey weighing a whopping 47 pounds, that's 21 kilos. And a new annual tradition was born. The Truman White House Thanksgiving table did forego pumpkin pie that year in honor of going egg-free. Since 1947, the National Turkey Federation has presented a bird to the president each year. But letting the birds live past Thanksgiving Thursday occurred sporadically for the next few decades. In 1963, just three days before his assassination, President John F. Kennedy pardoned a turkey. Kennedy had received a bird wearing a sign, Good eating, Mr. President. Kennedy chose instead not to find out, stating, Let's keep him going. In 1978, First Lady Rosalind Carter opted to send a turkey to live out its life in a mini-zoo. 
By the time Ronald Reagan took office, sending the pardoned turkeys to farms had become the norm, an informal fun event. The first official turkey pardoning ceremony took place during the presidency of George H.W. Bush. On November 17th of 1989, Bush and others headed to the Rose Garden to save the life of one lucky bird. Bush said, Let me assure you, and this fine Tom Turkey, that he will not end up on anyone's dinner table, not this guy. He's presented a presidential pardon as of right now, and allow him to live out his days on a children's farm not far from here. All presidents after have maintained the tradition. Today, they are sent from a different U.S. farm or farmer each year through the National Turkey Federation. More recently, the norm has been for two turkeys to arrive, the main turkey and an alternate, uh, think a sort of turkey understudy to step in, just in case the primary turkey behaves badly on stage. Both turkeys receive the pardon, though, and live out their days away from the dinner table. Just where the turkeys go after the ceremonies has changed throughout the years, too. Kennedy sent the 1963 turkey back to the farm that it came from, while Nixon sent his turkey to a petting zoo. During the Obama administration, turkeys named Courage and Carolina headed to Disneyland. Yes, really. After Courage, the main turkey, starred in the Disneyland Thanksgiving Day Parade, he and Carolina, the understudy, retired to the Big Thunder Ranch petting zoo. But you don't have to be a sitting president to make a turkey's day on Thanksgiving. You can take up the old call for a poultry-free Thursday, but you can also adopt a turkey. Symbolically. Again, wild animal. But organizations like Farm Sanctuary let you symbolically adopt a rescued spokes turkey for the holiday season for a relatively small donation. Today's episode is based on the article, Why in the World Do U.S. Presidents Pardon Turkeys? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Carrie Whitney. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.